Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Gundam Explained Show. I'm your host, Adam Blue, which every week we talk Gundam. And as always, I'm joined by the lovely Steven from Midnight Hatter. How's it going, man? Thank you. I appreciate that. Lovely is not the uh, adjective I would go with, but thank you as always for having me. Um, this is no. this is always a blast. So but lovely is like that simple positive one where you don't really feel like thinking, but it's positive. So then people appreciate it, and it's like okay, I can move on now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not good like you at the witty openers. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get that down. I don't, I don't know about that. It's uh it helped for the first few weeks. I scripted them, and like oh. I always had like a different adjective to to describe like the ever popular Adam Blue. I think ever popular is the one I'm going to go with from now on because that really does encapsulate. You know, everyone loves Adam. That's just oh, and well. I've come to terms with that. That that I'm I'm the bad guy. I'm I'm the heel. <laughs> I, I like show. that. I feel like we've kind of um. It, it's almost like we're like forcing that and it's almost funny in itself that like you're the evil one, even though like you're not. But I guess relatively when we talk about when we compare things, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, cool. Well, we see Robert uh, Tuckaholic. Good to see you. Autronomous, uh, the bad cop to his good cop. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It would yeah. be a weird bad cop, good cop. I think for a little bit the the criminal wouldn't really understand who's really bad and good you know it's like okay she's just this guy's crazy this guy's psychotic I don't know. <laughs> exactly oh it's yeah. like that cheesy line from the uh the robocop remake where it was like what is this bad cop good cop it's like no this is good cop robocop like <laughs> oh man uh, for a gotten <laughs> film it's not bad but we didn't need it yeah um, yeah i wouldn't buy that for a dollar and then, hey, Fulcrum, good to see you. Federation Prodigy versus the Zionic True Believer. Okay. I'll and then yeah. Zionic Shadow showed up, and he says, I'm the psychotic one, <laughs> as in he is. And, yeah, maybe. Um, but, no, that's cool. Good to see everybody. Um, yeah, so today's show is going to be a little more just – we're going to just talk about whatever. I went to the Anime Frontier. I want to talk about that. I got some new stuff. Very and then, cool. yeah, we'll just talk about whatever other Gundam stuff we got into. But – Yesterday, on your channel, another uh, Gumpla Builder Extraordinaire, although it was two of them. Yeah. Um, the Gumpla <laughs> Dynamic Duo. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was cool. You've had an awesome lineup lately with Diggs, McDio, uh, getting the Gumpla Sisters. Yeah, Seiji in there for, and yeah. I, I appreciate that we kind of broke it up a little bit. It's like we had some Gumpla folks, we had some gaming folks. I, yeah. I love whenever we can get a guest on and we can kind of, um, you know, just hear other perspectives on stuff, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I guess a lot of people, I don't know, you guys tell me if you think that Adam and I don't push back on people enough, you know, that like, oh, well, you, you guys just kind of like nod your heads and agree with everything they're saying. It's like, well, yeah. no, I'm just giving them the space to talk is like, yeah. I'm not. You know, you guys know how how Adam and I feel about everything. So it's like, what? Why? Why dig that out? It's like, no, I, I I want to give the guests the platform to to say what what they feel, and so that we can kind of have like a a variety of opinions on on the show. So no, you bring up a good point because, like, on one hand, I don't like to be someone that's argumentative and like, yeah. but at the same time, it's fun to have challenging topics where you know people feel differently about it and then can get, and I feel like there's room for that for even you and I to get a little more heated, but knowing that it's just, I, I have that thing again, it's that injustice complex where I feel like <laughs> I have to be as nice as possible all the time, which works out, but yeah. it's also going to be fun in a little bit of jabbing back and forth, you know, and I think exactly. we want to evolve into that and we will. Once, we'll once we get those, those like Twitter spats, to, to come on to the show and argue with oh, us in yeah. person instead of uh instead of just quote tweeting each other that'll yeah. be the way to go yeah, but no. i do think it's pretty cool so you know um gunpla sisters got into gunpla at one of these entry entry grade gundam build workshops yeah. at anime north and you in fact participated in a similar activity exactly. at anime frontier right yeah, so that was funny when they brought that up and they were describing it. I was like, oh, that's the same thing. But you know what? Whenever we're interviewing people, I have a limit of how much does the conversation then come back to be about me? 
So on that one, I was like, no, I'll leave that for later. But no, um, it was exactly that. So and they didn't mention if it was the Gundam base or not, but it was at the Gundam base where they had these limited tickets to hand out where you can then sit down and build an entry grade and keep it. And so and cool. that that was actually a fun part of it because you got to sit down and talk to other people like I don't know how often and maybe it's only been one other time that I've actually sat down and built Gumpla in person with other people. That you know, it's. I mean, I, yeah. considering I got into the hobby late, and then COVID happened, I've n- never actually been in a situation where, yeah, I'm just building with people, which was fun. Yeah, it's um, a pretty cool experience. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's good. Good that you mentioned that because we're going to talk about Anime Frontier here in a little bit. But just to talk about um, some Gundam related stuff I've gotten into this week. So I've been playing a lot more UC Engage, even though like for me, it's like I'm not playing it because it's like, oh, cool. I'm <laughs> pressing menu buttons. No, it's like <laughs> resource management. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love this idea. It's already like zooming in. Someone going, whoa, I've got 60 gems. And then like, <laughs> like now you can buy five metal parts. So then you can configure the coin. Can, can we just can, can we stop for a moment and appreciate that Bandai did drop the ball on this one is that they should have gotten some YouTubers, you and Seiji in particular, to, to hop on and be like, today's sponsor is UC Engage. And if you sign up using my promo code, like Gundam Explained, you get 50 extra gems plus that's, like access to it. That's a good idea to have. Raid Shadow Legends on it. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good idea. It's like a Raid Shadow Legends thing, but with a Gundam game. That seems yeah. obvious. Yeah. Right? Huh. Maybe I'll bring that up. But um, no, it, so, you know, it's been it's been cool. I feel like it's actually become a ritual. It's like right in the morning when I get up right before taking the youngest to school, I'll just jump in, do some battles real quick. I have it set up to where it's like the fastest on the auto where I don't even do the uh, the beginning what do you call it where you set them up it's just you go straight into it because it's like for me it's like i like unlocking the progress where the movies are and you yeah know, and all that stuff so you know it's been fun because i put less than an hour less than 30 minutes a day into that game actually and you can still get some cool gundam content out of it yeah um, and, and that's that's what mobile games should be right is like it's not supposed to be this addictive you know or well, you know, depending on your perspective, it it shouldn't be this kind of like addictive. I'm going to spend oh, eight hours right. a day. It, it should, you know, candy crushing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, because I think they make the games like that, and I feel like there have been attempts for organizations to step in and be like, games shouldn't be like this. In fact, in some countries, the games are banned in general, and that should mm-hmm. be telling. Like for how easy we've learned it is to manipulate people's minds, like something like that. I think. It can set if it if a country can agree, it's bad. I think as a a world, we should agree when things shouldn't be a certain way. Although it does make me wonder, like if it's really that easy to manipulate someone that we can do it with a mobile device, then what is the problem with cyber new types? Like, why can't they get it right? Why do they all go crazy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's fake. Just give Quest Pariah a cell phone, stick her in a mobile suit, and <laughs> just fire away. Now that's an interesting point, though. It, it it although maybe we are seeing that a cyber new type is you know someone that is, um, created. It's like a man made. And when we man when by hand man makes things, and we try to push the limits. We were talking about before this with the video game development. Like things will go yeah. awry, and I think that. That's interesting because we see that with cyber new types like that almost then actually makes it even more relatable to real world whenever it's code, uh, video game development. Um, what was the other thing we were talking about? Something that you do too much of it. There was some other thing we were talking about. I, I Yeah. Um, cars? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cars are part of it, too. Yeah, because, yeah, we invent the cars and then we push them so that then. Like people are wanting, oh, I need that for a job. So then I can, and then people start isolating themselves, like going down those rabbit holes, which yeah, happens in mobile games. And, and sometimes it's like you solve one problem, but introduce a couple more. And then instead of solving your solution, you 
put band-aids on the problems that your solution caused i don't know if that makes much sense but <laughs> yeah it's like you're you're just putting a band-aid over it instead of like getting to the root of it and i feel like in in life i think we could apply that to a lot of things like even if it's just relationships emotional like sometimes we'll try to like cover it up with something or put it and not really get to the root of it like what is really the root of these issues i'm having so again yeah. i like how with gundam we can <laughs> exactly always get, See, the problem like, is not that the cyber new types have psychotic breaks the problem is that we shouldn't be making cyber new types yeah, in general exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, this is great that that's exactly it drop um, access instead yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um so um yeah we were talking about that, that yeah the uc engage i randomly went back to play because talos and i were playing this a couple weeks ago um i went back to verses oh yeah i've i've now figured out like it's so weird sometimes when you play video games and the names for things like a menu or a, a set or like the single player campaign or whatever they have the different names so like in verses i don't really know what i should do as a single player to like go it's through like the ultimate mode or yeah, there's a it's there's yeah a mode where like yeah you just play against the CPU and you try to get S rank on everything. I'm like okay now I can kind of see. I try to get S rank, use my points to unlock the random sentences. You can unlock sentences for your mobile suits. <laughs> it's like I don't care, but I'll yeah. unlock it. And um, I, I just realized that's another thing when I'm playing a game that or if I'm wanting to play a game and beat it, sometimes I have to focus in on. Okay, what is like the loop here? Not just mechanically, but even just, you know, next level. What what should I what should my goal be? And then um I jumped into Gun and Breaker 3 to kind of figure that out and I was like, "Okay, I get it in Gun and Breaker 3." But it reminded me how grindy that game actually is. Um Yeah. Which, it's like I kind of wish that Gundam Breaker 3 had a auto mode the way that the Gundam Breaker Mobile had, right? You know, that is very interesting because, it, like, Gundam Breaker 3, it has a combat system where there's mm -hmm. multiple attacks, but sometimes you're really just button mashing. Like, sometimes you don't even have to think about how you're fighting. And so yeah. it might as well be an auto mode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've told you, my build is to have the Zazabi backpack, the uh, Kshatriya wings... And then it's just like funnel town. I, I just walk through the level. Oh, wait. So you can have the Kshatriya wing binders and the backpack with the funnels from the Sazabi. So you have all those. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. it's a pretty nasty combo. And then there's like the there's like the auto guns that are just like little orbs that shoot yeah. just machine gun fire. So it's just going back and forth between activating all of those for like 30 seconds at a time. And so you're just. All right, that one's empty. Start the funnels. Start the <laughs> yeah. Now that's it, it. It almost reminds me of Dynasty Warriors. I think that's like those games are very yeah. are very close in like the gameplay. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, I I just feel like I should before the new rush of modern Gundam games come out, beat these latest ones. You know, I got Code Fairy yeah. out of the way. Um, <coughs> played a lot of gbo 2 sd gun and battle line so i should probably yeah i want to hit up oh and i looked it up so for gun and breaker through no 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 it was gun versus it has dlc it's like 4.99 each suit which is which, crazy yeah because like, then i'm like okay if i wanted to get all the uc suits i'd have to spend 45 dollars which mm -hmm. that's not bad but you know am i um part of a problem you know that it's like <laughs> i don't know um I'll have to decide what to do about that. But see, DLC goes on sale a lot, especially on PlayStation. Like, yeah, I think it was, uh, was it uh, Dead or Alive 5 or 6 where all the costumes were on sale? Um, then I bought them because <laughs> they're normally like $100, but it was like $12. Uh, so I've never um, bought any of like the Smash Brothers DLC and like the new characters oh, whenever yeah. they release a new character for Smash. How much do they normally cost? Because I feel like Gundam Versus should be in that same category, but being that they're both like fighting games, essentially. That's a good question. I'll throw that out to chat mm -hmm. if anyone happens to know, because I never heard anyone complain about that. Exactly. And you know what? I remember this was a while ago because it's the one that came out on when it first came out on switch right because it was the wii u version but they just released on switch 
Yeah. So that might have had all the DLC by then, because I don't remember mm. my kids ever asking to buy characters. I don't remember. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I haven't played Smash since the Wii U. I don't think I played it on, even though it's the same one on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they even had Castlevania characters added in. Yeah, I mean they they got pretty uh, obscure with some of the characters that they were adding in, and you know I think that there's probably some lessons to be learned there because whenever they added a new character, there was usually something unique about them, right? It wasn't, you know, I, I know that like um, every time they added a Fire Emblem character, they're like, oh great, another Marth clone or something like that, right? Oh, um, okay. But I do feel like if you had to discuss like variety in gameplay, would you say that an individual character in smash has more variety in gameplay? Or would you say that a mobile suit in versus offers more variety? I would say smash. See, that's, that's kind of what I was leaning to. And maybe that's just like a limitation of Gundam as an IP where it's like, you know, how many different versions of a rocket launcher can you have? But, um, exactly. Because you have yeah, Samus yeah. going into a ball or little tricks you can use when you're falling off edges to get yourself back up, which are based on that character's IP. So yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a limitation. And and uh, but but to that end, I think that GBO2 does do a really good job of introducing new mechanics whenever they introduce a new suit. Yeah, I like uh, again, I've said it many times, but as a hardcore gamer, like I think. Battle Operation 2 is like one of the most underappreciated games, you know. And and I brought this up before because I think a lot of times when it comes to video games, you have gaming enthusiasts that are even developer enthusiasts that play the top games. And they're like, man, that's cool stuff. But those those game development enthusiasts aren't always playing like the double-A mass appeal game. Yeah. Like... Sniper Elite 5. Yeah, I'm bringing it up again. Because uh, it just has really good gameplay mechanics that I'm only starting to see trickle into more and more games. Um, and I think Gundam is there. It's more of, like, it's a AAA publisher, but they do them with AA budgets, you know? And and I think the, the gaming enthusiast doesn't play the Gundam games because those are almost marketed as a... Here's something for the Gumpla. Here's something for the show, you know. And I think that that is a massive disservice to the game because, I mean, if you extrapolate that out to say something like the Spider-Man video games, if you took away the Spider-Man IP, is the gameplay in the Spider-Man video games worth anything? It is the game, would it be fun if you were just playing as a random, you know, made up superhero that wasn't popular for the last 60 years i don't think so and so why would you handicap a the 14th most most popular (laughs) franchise in the world and by giving it a double a budget and by like hampering it when it's like not only is the gameplay good but it's unique to the ip and it's an extremely popular ip it's like that almost makes me want to double down on it yeah, and you know what? It's it seems like there's a generational shift, and we're seeing it right now at a micro level with like live services kind of going out. Depending, like a game can do it if the game's good, but I also think that's the same with IP based games that don't like where a lot of times at an executive level, it's like okay, this is our marketing or advertising campaign. It's not like well, games are the future, yeah. so we should actually make something that is 100 percent the best game that we can make that is Gundam because gaming is instead it's more like, well, this can help push sales of this Gumpla or that, you know, I, I feel like that's going to be a shift that we're going to see that because you still have, especially the gaming industry is very young for relative to like Mm -hmm. Hollywood and all that. So you still, you have these aging execs now in the video game industry who are still based on IP marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's, They've but, got to stop listening to that uh, to that Jay Baruchel marketing guy character. <laughs> who? 
Uh, it's another reference to the RoboCop movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Jay Baruchel played it. like a marketing guy that was like, we did focus groups on this yes. uh, RoboCop. Like, <laughs> Was that... Because um, wasn't like Samuel Jackson and um, uh, Batman in it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Michael Keaton. Because wasn't it where Michael yeah. Keaton like designed the thing, but Samuel Jackson was... Unless he I'm was like the... He he was like a Bill O'Reilly type, oh, you know, okay. newscaster. See, that um, movie is not bad. It's just not no. what we wanted. Exactly. No, it's There's weird. A few it's, like it's, there. it's like a fine action movie. Um, but but you well, know, I think. That, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick. Talos said five to seven dollars for Smash Bros. DLC. Okay, so yeah. you know, maybe versus characters are not so bad. Yeah. But anyway, what um, were you gonna say? But yeah, you know, I think that there's a that gamers themselves have a responsibility as well, because like you said, you know, the, the more popular gaming enthusiasts and gaming influencers are not playing games like sniper elite five. They're not playing games like uh GBO two. And so those games aren't getting the same type of attention that like Spider-Man's getting when like, everyone's going to play that anyway. Like you don't need a streamer to go exactly. and play that to like, and same things with like, you know, tears of the kingdom. So it's like when when I am watching, you know, gamers on YouTube or on Twitch, I'm like, well, I want to watch them do something that like I haven't played because obviously I want to see what else is out there. And so, you know, kind of going back on that point that Seiji always brings up is it's like, man, you got to take a chance on some of these games and like just give them a try. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, that's a good point. Um, yeah, especially it reminds me like too with Spider Man Two this year. There's been a lot like it didn't win any awards, uh, the, the game yeah. awards. Not that that means anything, but it kind of does. I think what it's kind of said is there's kind of consensus within games journalism where Spider Man Two is like, I mean, it's okay. It plays like the first one, but yeah, that's it. Like it doesn't do anything new. It doesn't challenge you. All they really needed to do, and I can't believe they didn't do it, is make it where it was co op, like. That's exactly what ne it needed to do to be fresh, different, new, exciting. Now you, you can one person could be Miles, one person could be Peter. That would have been sick, and I don't yeah. know why they didn't do that. I mean, that would have been cool in like the Arkham games too, like having oh, one yeah. like because you could already select your character, right? You could play as like Nightwing or Robin or yeah. whatever, and it's like just add in a second. And the best part about that is like the Arkham games already have that kind of camera view that's similar to that like marvel ultimate alliance camera that's like slightly yeah. raised so you don't even need to make it split screen you just put them both on the screen yeah speaking of split screen <clears throat> uh first off Baldur's gate three have you played it are you gonna play it did we already talk about this i haven't but uh i think that uh goose and uh and sneaky sama are trying to get me to oh okay because <laughs> to, to get on board with it because the other day i was showing my wife a game and in the first three seconds she's like how can you even see this is making me sick you know because it was where i was moving around a lot yeah I think it was avatar yeah and um mm. i realized wait a minute boulders gate 3 is like turn-based and isometric that would be easy for her and it's couch co-op so i'm like i might even though i don't like that type of game that might be something that i have fun playing with my wife so i was thinking of grabbing it um yeah that would be something to look into for sure yeah but um okay moving on in gbo2 and you know i'll, I'll say moving on a lot when <laughs> i don't even know if i finished my thoughts so guys you know, it doesn't matter um no but in gbo2 they announced the cpax narrative gundam so that uh has been out which i haven't tried it yet um it'll be interesting to try uh it's 650 raid but Bandai actually sent me the the uh, high grade, and I built it. And I gotta say, nice. Uh, I'll do a re review on it, but this is a really nice kit. And I think it was like 2018, 2019 when it came mm -hmm. out. Building it was actually fun. So uh, I feel like <laughs> it was I'm gonna go actually off. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm gonna go on a tangent. It was really cool yesterday where we came to this revelation where it's like we could say, yes, yeah, sometimes the building can get dull or boring. And that's part of it. Like, it is fun to open a kit and get started and look at the pieces. But then sometimes as you're going, maybe some of the methods of piecing it together is not 
exciting or interesting. And after a while, like, I just want to get this done, you know? And yeah. And it's funny because I think from the Gumpla sisters, Peanut doesn't like to build. Yeah. You know, it was Smiley that like, likes to build. And I think that's a neat dynamic. But then it's like when I, so what I'm trying to get as at building this was actually fun. This, the way the pieces went together, it really felt like, I was building an inner frame and then putting armor on it. Like that's cool. That's always a, a good feeling. Like yeah. I love having like that. Uh, Cause it's the same thing with like the, uh, the origin high grades, right? Like you can take armor pieces off of like the origin Zaku and it like, basically all you have left is the feet and the head. And then there's oh. just like the inner frame. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Because I feel like, and I almost feel like this is like a video game conversation, but for Gumpla, as I'm building the Gumpla, I'd like it to be almost like it was being built in a factory. Like the piece would have been made as one piece here, or yeah, maybe there'd be these little things here, but that is kind of canon to building a, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like almost yeah. gamification of the building. Um, I like that. Yeah. Gamification of the building. And, you know, I think that it, it, it's, it's funny because you, I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up because I really was working hard on the Geno Breaker, the, the Kotobukiya Zoids oh, yeah. kit. Yeah. I, I was working on that after our stream yesterday. And um, I have to say, I was intimidated by the number of runners and the size of the box and everything. But once I got going like this, this build is going way faster than I anticipated. And it's like, it's a much more fun build than I was anticipating. Cause like sometimes if I'm building like a bigger high grade or something like that, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of repetition because you're doing yeah. like left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg. And all of those things are very samey. This, this thing has been just like, oh man, this tube slots through this like tiny slit and then plugs into this. And then now the whole like dinosaur body like swerves. It's, it's really freaking cool. That's cool. And, I, and I, I'm glad you you put the pictures in the discord because you even showed how like the figure was articulated, which I love that. Yeah. So I didn't think it came with a pilot because yeah. I, I looked at all the runners and I was like, there's no pilot here. Like, but it's because unlike a gunpla where it's just like the tiny little pilot figure as one piece yeah it has legs and then a torso and then two arms and so everything comes together separately so that the pilot is articulated that, that i love that stuff so much I, I i'm definitely getting a zoid here pretty soon but anyway just explaining how you're building yeah i feel like that can be a next step for gunpla is making where the way it's be which is that could be more effort when they're manufacturing it, to be honest. But it's like when you're building it, you're building it as if you are putting together a mobile suit. And sometimes real grades, I think, do a good job with that, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think even a high grade, is something as simple as a high grade could be pieced together in that way. So. And I think I've shared this in the, in the past. So this is like the... Um... This is not the construction manual, but the instruction manual that comes with the perfect grade RX-78. This is the old one, not like the perfect grade Unleashed or anything like that. Oh, okay. So like I said, it comes with two manuals. One is actually building the kit. This is actually, it might as well be the instruction manual that Amaro read because it's got all this lore and like interior images of the cockpit and like how the sensors work. And I mean, there's wow. like this whole diagram. I can't for... see it too well. Can you move over? Oh, Is yeah. it in Japanese? Yeah, it's all in Japanese, oh, okay. unfortunately. But still, you know, there's this whole That's... diagram for how the air intake vents take air wow. from the chest plates and then redirect it to the thrusters in the back. It's like that stuff is cool as hell. Like, wow, that 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 is cool. And so that was with the original, the perfect grade before the unleashed. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. like the version one. Wait, so, so how I mean, many perfect grades do you have? Uh, just the two. Just the, the Granddaddy and the Zeta. And have you built either? The Granddaddy is half built. <laughs> um, my little brother took over. Oh, See, this is, this is why I don't uh, build with my siblings the way that uh, Peanut and Smiley <laughs> do. Is He took over building the uh, perfect grade Granddaddy and he lost a part. Um, but he doesn't remember what part it was that he lost. And so now I don't know what I'm like. So something is missing in this Gundam, but I have like a torso and a shield and a beam rifle. But 
That's the your next YouTube video. And it starts, something <laughs> is missing in this Gumpla. And you're like, whoa. But take, take a look with me as we try to find and figure it out. And then and then it ends up being a piece that you have to then 3D print and paint. There I we think go. that would be a great journey. I don't know. I mean, especially with like a perfect grade, if it's something that's like in the interior frame or something like that, then I don't think anyone's ever going to see it anyway. It's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. But, I can't wait. Yeah, speaking know. of perfect grades, I have some more news on that here shortly. Ooh. Yeah. But, um, okay. We could move on. I just want to make sure I didn't like stop mid thought or anything. Uh, <laughs> I think we're on. good. Um, okay. So, yeah, we were talking about the CPACs. Oh, which I should say that video I made Wednesday, it was one of those things where Talos and I were working on the research document. And as I was reading it, I, in my head, I was doing it in some voice. And I just heard like 16-bit music and like an intro. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's all coming to me. So I got with my brother. I'm like, my brother's name is Sean. And I gave him some samples. I was like, I want it to sound like this. Can you make me a song that sounds like this? And then I just used Photoshop to make like the 16-bit star field. And it didn't turn out as good as I thought, but I even had multiple layers and it was parallaxing. So you could see the stars moving. Um, That's awesome. But then I just took shots from the narrative anime and then just <laughs> pixelated them in Photoshop. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to make this weird 16-bit intro. And I think it was it a lot of really fun. Well. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was. I feel like that's going to happen every once in a while, whereas when I make a video, I'm going to have like an angle to where I'm going to be like, oh, I know how I could do this, which would be fun or interesting. Um, if anyone ha has ideas, let me know. But that was uh, that's the explanation for that video. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, OK, so I want to talk about that Anime Frontier. So Anime Frontier, Zionic told me it's the same company that does an Anime NYC. I don't know too much about I haven't looked into it. Yeah, there you go right there. Uh, but I guess Anime Frontier is like a Texas thing. I guess it's Anime NYC, but in Texas. And yeah. Fort Worth mm -hmm. is less than 20 minutes to my west. Um, you know, Dallas is less than 20 to my east. So it was real quick and easy for me to get there. Luckily, I was able to ask for a badge. I still had to pay a small amount, but it gave me like full access to everything, which was pretty cool. Just by saying I'm with Gundam Explained, here's my links. So that's that makes me uh hopeful that i'll be going to more conventions but yeah th the main reason to go though was and you had told me about this was the gundam base got announced for that location and i didn't know what to think like what does it mean a gundam base is gonna be somewhere this is my first time really figuring that out but yeah i have the video up that went up monday where i it's the winner uh, give winner giveaway so congrats but also the uh i i had a clip in the middle of when i was walking around anime frontier the gundam base is really cool it's literally a base like it's probably the most expensive uh stand up or whatever you call it that they had at the convention because it was like its own room in in the convention I had to wait in line. The line was wrapped around the Gundam base. The line didn't take too long, maybe 15 minutes. But that's 15 minutes I could have been walking around looking at waifus, you know? So anyway. <laughs> time, time well spent. <laughs> no, but it was really cool because, yeah, I met a Saleta cosplayer. And then as I'm in line, some guy with a saxophone comes up, starts playing the theme, and then she starts <laughs> doing the dance. I'm like, okay, this is wild. Um, and... Yeah, once I got inside the Gundam base, it was really cool. It's it's really the stuff you see, like, on P. Bandai, you know? Like, even I think right now, a lot of stuff on P. Bandai. Um, but it, it was cool to see it in person. There was some stuff that wasn't available on P, P. Bandai. So, for instance, I got the Gundam Universe RX-78 II. Um, Sweet. Which I already have one, but this, it's like, it has different colors on it. It has the real type markings, so... Yeah, I was going to say, I like that it's not bright white. It's like a little yeah. off-white exactly. kind of, a little exactly. more realistic looking. Even even like the red, it's very dull, uh, almost pink. So it, I liked this. And it, it's funny because I'm always saying I'm not going to collect Gundam Universe, but like I got an easy 8 the other day for $7 at Ross. And then <laughs> this. <laughs> and I, that. But it's cool because like as time goes, sometimes we look back and appreciate different collectibles more you know like people talk fondly of msia and you know i never yeah. was able to get into that line i feel like 
Gundam Universe actually does a good job of being on the coattails of the Marvel Legends, you yeah. know, like yeah, that's a, a comparable. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, it's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I got, which you might have saw, I did the Build and Chill stream last Saturday, and you jumped in uh, near the end, and I'm going to be doing it this Saturday too, so I'll have to make the event. Oh, but, sweet. Yeah. So I got the debris field and weathered. It looks so much better because originally yeah. I didn't have it weathered and I'm like, I don't know about this. But what I did was is I got the Tamiya ink and I pretty much painted it with the ink. So not only did it fill in the panel lines, but it also then gave it like a texture in a way. That's which, pretty cool. Yeah, almost like a black wash, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and then I went in with just the chrome Tamiya paint put it on a brush but made it dry so that i would just brush it you know along the edges and all that and then where there was like the piping or whatever i kind of added a lot of it um, yeah give it that real metallic look yeah yeah exactly like i think this is a good example of like speaking of building versus painting how fun i had painting this like painting details are really fun yeah i don't i don't think it's painting a piece is fun that's almost like you just have to paint that piece you know like if you're painting it but when you're doing details like on uh zionic uh red rider he sent me when i was just doing the little weathering like that is so mm -hmm. fun it, i um, think that that's what makes like painting miniatures so fun is that like you know you're almost like just kind of painting over the the details that are on the piece like you're not how do I phrase this? It's almost like a free form expression, but while still allowing <laughs> what it is to be there. I don't. Yeah, know. it's it's like paint by numbers, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. there, there's there's the thing there that you are painting that is isolated from the rest of the piece. That yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. I th that um yeah, that makes like I have those minis you sent me, and I'm always thinking of like painting them i just don't get around to it but the other thing it came with is water slide decals for just damage huh. i think it's Sweet. great i don't really know where i want to use this yet it's one of those things where i feel like i would never use it because i don't know when i'm gonna need it like in video games hoarding your, your inventory <laughs> that is how i feel with like all of my gumpla tools is it's like well i don't want to use my nice nippers because i'm saving <laughs> those for this kit and like yeah. like it's so i know uh, i gotta get over it so i am my yeah. plan is i think i'm gonna get a another like high grade or i think we t i might need your help on this like the best high grade rx 78 2 which i think we talked about which is it the one that came with the gundam seventh parts or is it a different um, one we were talking about? So the best version of the high-grade granddaddy? Yeah, because I remember we had to talk about, like, you were showing me one you had, and it, like, the proportions, like, looked really good compared to most, or, like, the details. Does that sound yeah. familiar? Yeah, so I think it was probably the one that is the um, Gundam Front Tokyo. Ah, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, because it came with, like, the base. You know, it's, like, modeled after the statue. Um that one might be a little hard to find now, but of yeah. all of the granddaddy like high grades or really all of the like one forty fourth scale granddaddies I have, that's my favorite one. Um, okay. The origin one is of course great. Uh, let me think. The Actually, um, yeah, the origin one is a good idea too because I'm wanting to figure out like how I want to use these. I want to be deliberate, and I'm thinking yeah. of just yeah getting. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. An origin, uh, even though I have one, I'll just get another one. Origin high grade, or Beyond Global, the Beyond Global. Oh, I've got that one. That I might, one's. I might do that. That is a beautiful kit. Yeah, that is. But yeah, I'm seeing. Um... <clears throat> oh yeah, that. Oh wait, the Gundam Base Tokyo one I'm looking at. That's it's still good price. It's a master grade, but seventy five dollars. That's actually. Oh wow! Yeah, that is not bad at all for something that's that on... I don't think is. Segura, Sir Yuga, however you pronounce it, that's actually pretty good. Um, okay, so the other thing I got when I was there, and this is what I was teasing about Perfect Grade, is the Perfect Grade Unleashed 
RX 782. Um, Beautiful. I feel like this this was the holy grail. Uh, well, before it was like the normal perfect grade, and I remember, I remember being at a hobby town when I first got in a Gundam and seeing it for 150. And even my wife was like, "Oh, you should grab that." And I was like, "Ah, uh, that's pricey. <laughs> I don't think I'm at that level yet." Um, and then never saw them again anywhere in store. And then the Unleashed comes out a little more expensive, but then that sells out. So I, I saw it at the Gundam base and I was like, you know what? I got to grab it. It's I'm here at Gundam base. I'll grab it. Um, so what was cool was they even, because I spent that much. They gave oh me this bag. yeah. You got the, you got and, the bag and it has cool stuff going on here. So that is sweet. Yeah. That it was, uh, it, it was, it reminded me of being at a Toys R Us when I was a kid and like where my parents were like, well, you can pick something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh, look at the top shelf, the big boxes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that reminds me, I do need to get out to the uh, to, to the, the, the Bandai um, flagship store down here uh, because I have not been yet. It's like oh. it's attached to a Hobbytown USA. Oh, um, so wow. I, I might. I might actually run up there today before I pick up my daughter, get some pictures, and uh, yeah, maybe share, share some stuff to you guys. I'd be curious to see what that's like. That's really cool that you have one. And I'd be curious what's in there. Like, what do they have for sale regularly, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, everyone's kind of seen what the big chains have to offer. Like, Hobby Lobby always has, like, plenty of goof customs and, you know, the the Char, um, well, Zaku 2. Okay, speaking of the Sharzaku 2, there's one that they had there that I almost bought, and I think I kind of forgot as I was going. But it was a Sharzaku 2, and the box art was, like, amazing. And it was real-type marking. If So if you go and you see that, let me know. Because okay. that, that was a cool one, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. The box wasn't, like, box art I've seen for anything else. Um, maybe, yeah. Let me see if I can... I'm gonna check that out. I did drop a link in uh, in our chat to the Gundam Front Tokyo um, high grade that I was talking about. It's forty five dollars on Amazon, so not bad. Oh yeah, that you said forty five on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Dang, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so that one I was talking about might actually be up on um, Premium Bandai right now. If it's the same one, it's called the. Um, 21st century real type version. I'll put it in the chat. Oh, that's cool. Oh my God. That link gore. How can I get a smaller <laughs> link for that? Um, okay. I'll have to look for a smaller link for that, but, um, it, it just, it looks amazing. So like the, the shield that Char has, it has like the white outline, like on it and it has the Xeon, uh, logo on there and all that. So. Or emblem, uh, and yeah. it, where it says like a, what does it say like a sixteen or something on the uh, a twelve is usually a his. his what number. does that stand for? That's a good question. Uh, that would be one that you know I think either Talos or um or Night Captain on my server would probably know. I, I always thought yeah. it was just like a designation, kind of yeah. like um, you know, like how the Black Tri Stars all have their number exactly. Yeah, if anyone knows, yeah, throw that in the chat. Uh, I'd be curious. But yeah, that, okay, yeah, that one looks cool. Um, okay, so anything else I got? Um, uh, something that's not really a big deal, but like this little uh, gump lacoon like uh, thing to, to wear. I mean, what do you do with this? <laughs> you you I and know. I were just talking before we started streaming about these types of like, um, what what do you even call them? These like sort of tchotchke yeah, pieces of merch and paraphernalia. Merch. Yeah. Merch. Merch. I think it's just the, like, that's how my kids usually explain things. It's like, Oh, do they have merch? Oh, they sell merch. <laughs> like when we were at a local hobby, uh, reseller store, it was like uh pre-owned toys, action figures. They have their own, uh, clothing with their, and my son, be, Oh, they have merch, you know, just got like a YouTuber or something. <laughs> it means they're legit. Yeah. That's true. Oh, God, we're old. I know, right? Um, 
Okay, so other than yeah, other than the Gundam based stuff, um, oh, uh, okay. So Talos is saying that's just the designation. Yeah. Okay. Number. Yeah. Uh, I bet it goes deeper than that. I bet the A means something, and the twelve is like how many units were produced or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, walking around the rest of the uh, the anime convention was pretty neat. Like there there was a lot of uh, horny stuff there. I mean, there was just so much of it too. I like Where's not that I'm complaining, but sometimes like I think <laughs> of bringing my kids or my wife and i mean i guess i still could but like just there was a table that had a butt on it (laughs) i didn't go to that table because i don't know what you were supposed to do there but i was just like why allegedly he allegedly didn't go to that table (laughs) (laughs) um no well you know it's funny because i was actually wearing this uh anime nyc shirt out one day and a cashier was talking to me and was like oh you know did you go there and i was like no my buddy bought me this shirt and he was telling me about you know well a friend of mine you know her son watches anime and she didn't know that there's like different kinds of anime and she bought him a dvd that was a little bit more graphic than she was expecting and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we don't in the anime culture delineate quite clearly enough what is I, I adult content. <laughs> There's something interesting about that. And again, I'm not like complaining, but it's more of like something yeah. to be aware of, I think, and to be able to easily communicate to people that want to get into anime like it's easy to stumble into this rabbit hole of anime where it's all about the horniness like the hey guys and girls like how they're drawn in sometimes they're animals and then it's like what it's just something to be aware of because 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 you don't want to be caught off guard by it right it's not like a you know it's not you and i are not trying to shame anybody or say that like it doesn't belong or something like that but yeah it's like you know think twice before you walk down certain aisles at uh, at an anime convention with your kids <laughs> yeah and what anime you want to buy for someone because if you're trying to get someone in anime you might want to watch out you know what you're showing them or maybe that helps depending on the person <laughs> um but um the the one cool thing about it though was how many people were in cosplay it was like yes i felt like i was underdressed to be honest <laughs> because there was just so many people cosplay um that's one thing that like anime conventions just dominate like comic book conventions and like other western entertainment conventions you know you go to like new york comic con and you'll see like a handful of uh cosplayers but a lot of times what you get is this like oh i'm casual spider-man like i have a spider-man mask but i'm just wearing a hoodie and like you know stuff like that where it's like it's low effort cosplay right but by the way that is actually really (laughs) spider-man he's just (laughs) truly (laughs) spider-man yeah i i think um one time i went with a friend of mine and he's a he's like a professional cosplayer and he went as like you know peter parker but like half dressed so he had like the top on but he had a jacket on and he had his camera like his dslr so there was that, but like, you know, you go to an anime convention and you're going to see people in like full size Gundam suits and yeah. like all kinds of crazy props, giant scythes and stuff like that. It's the thing it's I awesome. saw a lot that seems to be pop popular is like the Victorian era look like in a lot of Japanese anime tends to that regal, like ancient, not ancient, but like old school European, like regal ballrooms and then there's the girls with the giant dresses and like the bonnets or whatever like they go all out with that they stuff. do it's interesting how like cyberpunk victorian era stuff can be like its own scene you know like <laughs> it, it's very interesting um yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's part of that like alt history stuff yeah. you know where there's yeah. like there's cyberpunk there's steampunk there's cassette punk there's like all these different oh, yeah. punk uh histories i i love them though they're fun yeah no it's very cool um and then other than that like i feel like the anime frontier thing was like a a bigger uh convention compared to things i've seen or heard of like bandai filmworks had a thing going on there but it was nothing gundam uh related um they um uh, there were like cars if you guys saw the video cars were just like in there like that's 
the logistics of getting a car inside a hotel or whatever convention center uh, is probably a pain. Um, so no, that was pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to find out when the next convention is coming out around me because I'm going to go do the same thing where I just walk around, uh, just make jokes while I'm recording. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for yeah, for that. Um, you know, other than that, those are the main topics. Anything else to to bring up? I know we got some time left, but uh... yeah, I mean. Um... There, we definitely need to entertain the idea of you know doing a, a meetup at a con like a more formal meetup i think at a convention yeah and i don't know if the answer is doing something like equidistant between <laughs> texas yeah. and virginia or if we just like say screw it and we go anime nyc like uh like zionic shadow says but i think it would be really cool to um yeah to be a part of something big like that yeah, I I've, I want to get yeah get suggestions from people. If anyone wants to like post or message me, I, I'm trying to figure out where where the best places to go. Yeah, what's what's kind of an area where a lot of people then can join up because I don't yeah. mind flying out if I have to and if, somewhere. And if we did do like a booth or something, like what would yeah. what would we do? Just like sit there and like record a live version of <laughs> of of the Midnight Hatter Live and the Gundam Explain show. Yes. While we're there. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, obviously that. Yeah. For one. And then another one would be cool to, you know, like what's something like it would be cool to have like stickers to just give out there. But also like, why would someone have merch? merch? <laughs> that's all. Yeah. We'll that's show cool. up with merch. Yeah. That's... But but what's a, what's another thing that could get people excited? Like what if we do a raffle or something? You don't have to pay. You just come and pick up a ticket. And then, yeah. That, yeah. Just absolutely to get people to come by and um have qr codes everywhere so you can scan and subscribe or I don't know. exactly that's <laughs> that's the big one is uh no but yeah if you guys have ideas drop them in the discord yeah. and you know yeah i think though compared to weebcon anime frontier was a lot more um although i did go on a friday afternoon when maybe a lot of people are at work but it was a lot more chill like it was crowded but it wasn't overcrowded um so yeah, yeah. That, because gaming conventions, I haven't gone in a while, but in like the early 2010s started getting way too packed and there was no room for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm glad that, you know, a couple of years ago, because because New York Comic Con and Anime NYC, NYC used to like team up and rent out the Javits Center. And it just got to the point where like you had panels that were like spilling out into a, like neighboring buildings I remember one time, you know, I was up there and there was this panel that we wanted to go to. And it's like, oh, well, what uh, exhibition hall is it in? And it's like, oh, no, it's actually like two blocks away. You have to like leave the convention oh. and go to this other location. I was like, yeah. So um, I'm glad that Anime, Anime NYC is their own thing now. That's cool. Yeah, that might be the, the thing to go to then next year. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, that does it. Uh, you know, thanks for everyone that tuned in. Uh, podcast version will be up later. Check the links in the description for, you know, the supporters at certain tier have links to their stuff, but also uh, Midnight Hatter because, uh, you know, live stream there on Wednesdays. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. And it's been a lot of fun. Like the, the recent his recent live streams where we're interviewing people have been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to top top these last few guests, honestly. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I know it's been great. So, well, cool. Everyone have a good weekend and we will talk later. Peace out. Yeah.